All businesses have some kind of value proposition. Sadly, many are not unique, visible or properly leveraged. As a consultant or coach, I'm sure you offer immense value in the knowledge, skills, experience you can use to help your clients. If you often ask yourself why you can't get more clients and get paid what you're worth, this two-part series will help you to clarify, package and leverage your expertise. Catch you in a mo. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every week I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Hello and welcome to another dose of leverage strategy that's going to help you grow your business faster than the average bear. Well, consultant or coach that is. Today and next week, we're diving into how to position your business and offer so your ideal clients see the value in what you do. We're looking at leveraging your value proposition. Now, you've probably heard terms like unique selling points and possibly unique value proposition. And for many consultants or expert practitioners, the challenge is to distinguish what you do from what others in your profession or industry do. You want to stand out. According to marketing titan HubSpot, 64% of businesses have established value propositions. Sadly, for many, their value proposition is neither unique nor visible to prospective clients, and very few are really segmenting their market or buyers in order to properly promote it and leverage it. When you're clearly and distinctively positioned in the marketplace in today's online space, it's way easier to put your offer out there and get takers. As a consultant or coach, I'm sure you offer immense value in the knowledge, skills and experience you can use to help your clients. And if you often ask yourself why you can't get more great clients and get paid what you're worth, this two-part series will help you to clarify and leverage your value proposition. Here's what we're going to cover. We'll start by looking at what we mean by a value proposition, about communicating your value in the marketplace, creating visible value in your buyer's mind, all about credibility and distinctiveness as price differentiators, and also understanding perceived value versus actual value. We'll look at visible value in terms of a leveraged business flywheel, and then we'll finish up for this week on offer positioning and differentiation. And I hope that provides a transition then into next week's episode where we talk about packaging your value into irresistible offers. So let's start by unpacking what is a value proposition? Your value proposition is what helps you make clear to your clients how you can help them. It's a critical dimension of the leverage you can achieve in your business when you get this right. In a crowded marketplace, service providers can become rather invisible, intangible, or viewed as a commodity in the eyes of your customers. Your marketing therefore needs to tackle head-on the doubt in any potential client's mind about your expertise, your service quality, and your ability to deliver. 
Based on what they see, read or hear, potential clients will ultimately decide whether they think or feel you'll be a good return on the investment. A properly articulated value proposition that your potential customers or clients really care about can make a significant impact on your revenue because it's the vehicle that helps convert prospects into buyers. And you can't guess your way to a good value proposition because it's created really by a combination of market research, the actual value you create for a client and good messaging that aligns what you do to your ideal client's most pressing problems. When your ideal customers truly see the value in the offer, not in your eyes, but in their eyes as beneficiaries, well, then it becomes irresistible. That's the goal, anyhow. In today's episode, I want to help you explore the different pieces of the puzzle for understanding your unique value proposition and communicating it in the marketplace. And then next week, as I said, we'll talk more about packaging an offer that captures your value proposition and makes a compelling case to your ideal customers so they buy it. So let's start first in this part one with what value means to customers these days. And I'll introduce you to what I call visible value, which is how you can position yourself in the marketplace and promote what you do. And we'll talk through the difference between perceived value and real or actual value, because that can really trip people up. Let's start by looking at how to communicate that value so your offers resonate with your intended target market. No matter what business you're in, no matter how intrinsically motivated you are or how good you are at what you do, you need to acknowledge and accept that you must also be in the business of marketing and making offers. And in some shape or form, that means making yourself visible in the marketplace. If you hide your light under a bushel, you can't attract clients. It's less daunting than you think. Start by aligning the purpose of your business with your target market, understanding their needs and wants, and building relationships as a trusted advisor, an educator, and change agent, a thought leader, as well as a provider of services or products. Everyone's looking to find a new angle or hook. And with so much information and so many marketing messages and sales ads out there, it's increasingly hard for any business or personal brand to stand out in the crowd as unique and special. But perhaps because of the growing confusion and demand for simple solutions, for a road out of the confusion, there's now correspondingly also an abundance of tactical, if you do this one thing kind of advice out there. And in many ways, this serves only to further perplex and confuse and overwhelm people. And your prospective clients um, are really probably feeling that too. As the market keeps evolving, successful businesses think ahead to hot new topics and work out how they can stand out and get noticed. So they focus on trying to lead the herd rather than follow the herd. Every good idea will still need positioning and promoting to rise above the general noise, since identifying the next new trend or hot topic is a very tough game to play in any industry. So what you can do is maintain your finger on the pulse, find out what your market is asking for, synthesize current ideas and put your own spin on it. Now, as you know, I'm all about education as a tool for business growth. And the cool thing about an education-led strategy is that it helps you demonstrate your value to your target market across a customer's entire experience with you. This is also called the end-to-end value chain. When someone comes across your website or your LinkedIn profile or your blog or some content you shared, you want there to be a meeting of minds so they feel you really get them and can help them. 
at least enough to get on a call with you. And all along the journey, they're finding out if what you do is of value to them and if they trust you to help them. So despite the fact that you know you have a significant collection of value, expertise and experience to offer, do you often ask yourself, why don't your clients see that? Um, How can you get better clients? Um, Do you wonder why you're not getting paid what you're worth? What I'm trying to cover in this episode is, is to help you explore the different pieces of the puzzle for communicating visible value in the marketplace. Because it's not that you don't deserve to get clients or earn more. It's that there's sometimes a disconnect in how you communicate your worth to a customer, as well as how you stand out from the crowd. The marketplace today, being online and everywhere, people have a lot of choice to shop around. And they're learning some of the marketing and sales tactics and becoming quite sceptical. So whether you're currently failing to engage your ideal audience, win clients or gain a more consistent income, I'm hoping that what I share today will help you. If you're feeling stuck in a low-end trading time for money business model, undercharging on your value and working all hours, I hope that I'll be able to provide some of the answers as how to really hone in on the thing that's going to really make the difference for your clients and therefore make the difference in the success going forward for your business. Or at least sow the seeds of those answers so we can start looking for some solutions for you. Obviously, being the Leverage Business Podcast on the show, I talk a lot about where, when and how to use leverage. And you've probably heard me use the phrase leveraged roadmap a few times. For example, last week when I told you about my leveraged business accelerator program, that's the very first thing we do in our 90 day plan is we strategize and we create a roadmap that's very customized to your business vision, your setup, your skills, and that sets out the trajectory for your business growth journey. Well, the first leg of that journey is all about your message market match, which others call offer market fit. And in order to create visible value, we can draw on the opportunities that digital platforms offer to position and promote yourself. And then in the next leg of the journey, we'll go through how you deliver that offer in a way that's systemized and scalable. Let's start by talking about the marketplace because it's a dog eat dog world out there, right? So how do you create more visible value in your buyer's mind? While consulting remains an expanding industry, organizations today are either reviewing the way they use consultants or coaches, or they're questioning the value and the return on investment, the ROI that they get from using us. And isn't it frustrating that you've got all this knowledge, expertise and experience, but you can't seem to connect it with people who want what you've got to offer and who actually, you know, put their money where their mouth is. And part of this is the often intangibility of what consulting and coaching services deliver. Even in renowned firms, it's clear that their consulting is presented in a fairly generalist manner and their only offer is trading their knowledge and done-for-you services. This presents a constant struggle to win business because such consultancy is simply a common commodity. Three of the common frustrations I hear my clients talking about when they come to me, and some colleagues too, are number one, you're unsure how to set out your stall, what platform you need, what content to share, how much to give away, how to attract your ideal audience to you, how to find the right people to get in front of. Or two, you're not getting enough inquiries, but don't really know how to do effective lead generation. That's something like, you know, making your website work for you or reaching out to prospective clients on LinkedIn. And three, when you do get connections, when you do get inquiries, people 
don't seem to see the value in what you do or or feel inspired to take action. So you hear a lot of the time, let me think about it or I'll get back to you or even I can't afford it. So for starters, you're going to need to work on being differentiated, distinctive and get good at articulating the benefits of your program or service. Because without that, the only value proposition a prospective client can really judge you on is cost or locality even. So you want to develop clear, tangible services, packaged programs or products that are straightforward to understand what you deliver. In other words, clients can immediately see you as the solution to exactly what they need without overwhelming them with needless complexity. As the saying goes, a confused mind never buys. And I'm still learning that one for sure. It's, uh, it's an art as well as a science, as I often say. But I have a great copywriting friend and I interviewed her a few weeks ago, Laura McDowell. And she's so good at this stuff. And really, it's a lot of it is putting things into very simple layman's terms. We tend to overcomplicate it with the terminology of our industry. But we, I mean, we did talk in that interview a lot about content strategies, but her free Facebook group, The Copywriting Project, is simply amazing our way to learn some of these copywriting tips. So learn to articulate what it is you do and, in, and to really get that passion across for what you do. And she does a live copywriting uh, training every Friday. So, I mean, that's just an incredible example of visible value right there. When you learn how to match your message with the needs of your target market, that's when the magic happens. You can start to create value-driven offers that clearly set out your value proposition in the eyes of the customer. And understanding how to do this and doing it well gives you a method for client attraction and business growth that only a few in the professional services industry are currently exploiting. When I was writing my book, Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age, and indeed I say this in the preface of the book, I realized I was going against the grain a little bit of how consulting firms conventionally market and deliver services, and indeed how success is measured in the corporate world. Many firms have yet to understand the subtle yet profound benefits of moving from a cost-based, sales-focused business development strategy, where it's all about positioning in the sense of features and glossy brochures, to an approach that's value-driven and focused on perceived as well as actual benefits to the client. And in an industry where consulting and coaching, as I said, are increasingly seen as indistinguishable commodities, you need to stand out to gain competitive advantage. You need to demonstrate your credibility and the outcomes a client gets from working with you. So let's talk about credibility and distinctiveness as price differentiators. Consulting and coaching type services, professional services, are indeed a growth industry, which is great for you if that's the industry you're in, but it also means it's getting increasingly crowded and competitive. And a big thing that influences your positioning in the marketplace is credibility and distinctiveness. Visible value is all about communicating both effectively, so you become the more attractive option. Credibility can be communicated through a trial, a demonstration, a free course, testimonials, or affiliation with particular partners. A customer's perceived value is based on the difference between the perceived benefits and the perceived costs. The actual cost is something we as the provider put a figure on. We try to justify what we charge with the tangibles. But tangibles are only one part of how a customer perceives benefits and value. 
There's the physical benefit, the thing they get, a book, a course, a review, a report, whatever it is, some deliverable. And there's the logical benefit, and that's the deliverable that will enable them to do something better or faster. And there's an emotional benefit. That's the part where your offer will make them feel better in some way, that it will reduce the pain points for them, the thing that they're walking around with, that they're challenged with, that they're having troubles with. And it'll increase the pleasure points, the reduce the pain, increase the gain. The fact that perceived costs, money, time, labor is not all about pricing your hours or days of your time or pricing the deliverables, that's actually quite hard for some people to grasp. It's all about pricing what the value, the benefit, the outcome means to your client or customer, not the actual thing always. And hopefully that's an aha light bulb moment for you if you haven't appreciated that until now. And in fact, the cost side to putting prices on your offer can be manipulated. There's so many psychological tactics that trick the brain. I'm not a fan, I have to say, of that way of of manipulation or persuasion. But it's very common in the marketplace now in most industries because, well, it works. For instance, comparative pricing, comparing the price of your program or service to alternatives, the cost of inaction and so on. I'm sure you've seen how most of the time nowadays prices are never rounded up. You mostly see 9.99 when people got wise to that it became 9.97. And the left digit effect as they say can substantially increase sales because the number 9 or 7 is perceived as a discount or a deal in the eyes of a buyer. In fact, studies have shown more people buy a $39 or 39 pounds product than when it's offered at 34. Mad, isn't it? Even removing signs of monetary value bumps up purchasing. That's uh, leaving off the dollar or the pound sign and showing only the number itself. So look, it's your choice. Do you play the game and benefit from this human nature or not? Well, one way to think about this is to look at the difference between perceived value and actual value. In layman's terms, the real or actual value is what a product or service is actually worth without any outside influences or expectations from either the consumer or the seller. It's the tangible deliverables that we talked about earlier, if you like. Perceived value is what consumers think the product is actually worth. And the more intangible or qualitative benefits that as consultants and coaches, we often struggle to communicate well. Perceived value is the customer's personal view or perception of a product or service's worth or desirability to them especially in comparison to what seems like a comparative offer from a competitor. Creating visible value means having a clear and compelling message, but it's also all mixed up in the difference between perceived value and actual value. At the end of the day, perceived value is measured by the price your target customer is actually willing to pay for a particular product or service, and that's all to play for. In the consulting world, we talk a lot about value-based pricing, and this is distinct to time-based pricing or billing that many firms use. With value-based pricing, your compensation and fee are based on the value you create for the client, not on the amount of time you spend on a project or the deliverable outputs. Of course, you want to consider how much time a project will actually take you to deliver, so you ensure the work's going to be profitable for you. But to get to that value-based pricing, you can do a little digging, both in terms of market research and by taking a consultative sales approach to your calls. And we covered this in an earlier episode. 
When you call a prospective client, you're often having a value conversation, wittingly or unwittingly. You ask the organization some deep probing questions. You ladder the conversation to get to the bottom of what the major pain points or bottlenecks or problems and challenges are. You paint a picture of what things would look like if these issues were resolved. And you discuss the gap between where they are now and where they want to be. And you talk about how what you do, be it a review, a service, a program or a product, helps them get from A to B. The key here is that you're not telling the buyer what your price or fee is so much as asking them questions so they are telling you what the value is. So when you make your offer, it's aligned with their perceived value. When you identify and are able to clearly communicate a specific and unique value proposition, this wraps five important benefits around what you do. Number one, it fuels your ego and your mojo. I mean, let's face it, it just feels good. Two, it differentiates you from others in the same space. Three, it gives you confidence when you're talking about what you do. Four, it naturally segments those who resonate best with you personally. And five, it leads to positive enrollment conversations that convert more easily to clients. For me, although I've reinvented myself a few times, having an online brand presence has always been a very significant vehicle for building my business. Before deciding to work with me or join my team, many people say they looked me up on social media, read something I wrote or heard me speak and saw me as the go-to expert for helping consulting professionals. Not so much nowadays, but I recall a few people saying, Jay, I did a search on you and you're everywhere. Well, I'm not actually everywhere in terms of the content I share, but I have a presence on most platforms to link it all together and reach different audiences. So that's positioning and branding for you in terms of visible value. And while some have the opinion that social media is a waste of time for securing consulting work or for anything, I'd argue the opposite. Although the direct benefit of a particular online platform really depends on your target market and where they hang out, writing good content and interacting in networks definitely does get your name out there. Your digital presence and visibility in turn attracts guest posting, speaking engagements, collaborations and other opportunities online or offline that grow your audience. And from there, a lot of work can flow in. Let's talk about visible value as a leveraged business flywheel. In my book, I outline five pillars of leverage in business. It's the leverage strategy as a flywheel. That's also the image that's on the front of my book, if you want to know what I mean by a flywheel. So it starts with leveraging you at the heart and Around the outside of the flywheel, what's driving it is leverage marketing, leverage sales and leverage delivery. Your expertise lies at the heart of everything, of course. That's why we put you in the middle. But what kicks off the flywheel is leverage marketing when you're able to package offers that are irresistible to your ideal customer. And that's where the aligning and the targeting and the positioning all come together. And from there, you're in a much stronger position to work on branding and pricing as the next drivers in the flywheel. But the positioning piece is also a lot about networking and relationship building to establish trust, which I'll say a little bit more about here next. In his book, Effortless, Danny Innie, CEO of Miracy, talks about three pieces to this, resonant identity, an obvious offer and the intuitive path. When you have all three working well, your value is more visible to the ideal client and leads fairly effortlessly to a sale. 
And in fact, even after the sale, it should be seamless to onboard them as you continue to add value in how you help and serve them as a client. Your goal is to lead your prospective customers from finding you to seeing the value in what you do. And through your messaging or great copy, being compelled to buy. In order to sell people on you and your expertise, what your marketing and promotions need to achieve is to cultivate an engaged and responsive audience. And we talked about this in the interview I did a couple of weeks ago with Tonya Kubo, who gave us some fantastic insights into how to connect with people and create thriving online communities. Now, a digital marketing strategy driven by high quality educational content can achieve visible value because it helps increase your reach and helps build the all-important trusted relationship with a future client. And for that, you're really going to need to specialize and create a unique brand message that speaks to the exact segment of the market you want to attract. The more specific you can be, and the more you demonstrate the value you can provide, whether it's through an online community or through your content, the more you'll stand out and get noticed by the right people. Reaching out into groups and contributing and Commenting and adding value there can also be a really good way to get noticed. Being visible or well differentiated in the marketplace and or having a compelling message and irresistible content helps you drive your lead generation and build a targeted list. That's the job that your offer positioning and messaging is trying to do. So let's talk about positioning and differentiation. Positioning is a really key part of the leverage business strategy. How you get yourself and your message out there in the marketplace, being visible, getting noticed and becoming slightly famous for that thing you do and having your target audience attracted to you for doing one thing well. Will there be others who do that one thing? Yes. So there's always the challenge to do things differently or better or to have some kind of distinct edge on the competition. But essentially, let's start by leaning into the one thing you want to be known for the most. This means adopting one or more platforms that you're comfortable or could become comfortable communicating through, such as writing, speaking or teaching. And to do this effectively in the digital age, you have to do your chosen thing consistently. It's definitely more a case of um, regularity than quality. And trust me, the more you do it, the better and more polished you'll do it. In truth, it doesn't matter too much. If you speak from a stage or create online podcasts or videos, equally, it's as effective to write editorials in print publications as it is to post articles on a blog or via social media. The big difference between offline and online, though, is online has far more leverage in reaching a bigger audience and sometimes in being more targeted. As long as you're promoting your unique expert system and the result you deliver for your specific target audience, you can position yourself with confidence, standing by the value of that result for the price you charge. So you do really need to give attention to the perceived value of what you contribute and the value for money as well in your offer. If you're getting a lot of objections like, I'll think about it or we don't have the budget, That's likely evidence that you're not communicating the value well enough or you're not conveying the cost to your prospect of not getting the result you deliver and continuing to have the problem they have. So it's more expensive than the cost to get it. We'll talk more about the irresistible offer next week, but just to finish up today by saying that providing guidance and consulting on your expert system 
helps your potential customers see what you do as a fit to what they need. Moreover, your prospect is actually able to visualize a step-by-step process to getting their problem addressed. Even in a consulting um, engagement, um, I use a five-step process to undertake the work that they want to do. So in so doing, you're always positioning yourself as the expert to help them implement it. And this is about moving them towards a belief that you're the person to help them reach the solution that they want. In hindsight, it's easy to see that my reputation, value and visibility are what attracted clients and kept me financially afloat rather than any direct selling per se. It finally hit me that standing out, being visible as an expert authority on a specific subject and being seen as a service provider to offer something clearly defined and of value is one of the most critical aspects of a leveraged consulting strategy. Showcasing your qualifications does little to persuade prospective clients to buy your services. They expect you to have credentials. The question in a potential client's mind is whether you can help them achieve the specific result they want. When you help someone do something better, the value you deliver takes you from anonymous seller that people ignore to trustworthy teacher your ideal audience wants to hear from. Taking this approach to building a brand is what Rich Sheffron terms mavenship. It requires a fundamental shift in mindset, one that embraces generosity to put your ideas out there to be visible, rather than a secrecy to protect your intellectual property. It builds your brand equity. That's visible value. It's equally important to specialise and become the go-to person for that one thing. Many consultants and coaches just market themselves as generalists and that gives you a huge hurdle to convince someone why you and not someone else. When you rise above the parapet and specialise, magic starts to happen. This is the expert value pyramid. With the digital channels at our disposal today, especially video, audio and other social media, you can quickly start to attract a following and gain meaningful celebrity status in your field. This heightens your perceived value and desirability in your prospect's eyes. If you're willing to expend the effort to create well-crafted content, you'll distinguish yourself in a crowded marketplace where many people are serving up tasty morsels and you're taking the time to create something of substance. That's a quote from Dory Clark, who's one of the biggest names in really standing out in your field and getting noticed. However, even when you specialise, you may find you're not yet truly unique. Maybe you're a fitness coach who specializes in nutrition. That's pretty broad. What makes you unique might be who you work with and what their particular desires are. For example, menopausal women who struggle with tiredness and weight loss. It might also be something around your leadership. It might be your personality. And you can promote yourself through specific medium that suit how you get yourself across to people. You can claim expert status in that specific niche area, X, Y or Z, but not necessarily in X, Y and Z. When people desire a very specific thing and can clearly see what you offer is just the thing they need, they want it now and they're willing to pay more than the going rate to get it. Once you start to earn the maven expert status and have standardised channels to engage with your audience that you become known for, this also means that you don't get too distracted by other ideas and shiny new marketing tools because it doesn't fit into your core concept. You'll have much more time and freedom to focus on research, strategy, content and client support. 
So creating increasingly greater influence and impact in that one thing, as well as higher levels of income. Persist in asking yourself this over and over. How can I leverage my content and reach more people? If you're wondering what integrating your authority brand with content marketing can do for your business, here's the argument for why this is a game changer. Your best prospects are essentially in the market for a solution to a problem they have and they are actively searching for answers and researching their options. So that's part one and next week we're going to talk about packaging irresistible offers. So if you're scratching your head how to leverage your expertise through new products or programs, then I shall meet you back here next week. Ciao, ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.